All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to another hour of Scotch Hour. I am Noah. And I'm Jesse. Well, welcome back, everyone, to another great episode here that we have planned for you. Um, we are going to start off with our Scotch review, which is going to be the uh, Arbeg and Oa from Isla. That's right. And then from there, we're going to do our shout outs and uh, get it togethers restaurant review. Uh, being Crave Hot Dogs and Barbecue. Barbecue. And then follow that up with our Smarter Challenge, which is movies that define summertime to us. Scotch review. All right, our big N-O-A. <laughs> they call this one the barbecue smoker. I will say things I both love and hate about this tin. I love this nice, attractive metal tin. It looks masculine. It looks strong. What I don't like about it is the whole point of the tin or the box is to protect the scotch inside of it from light, of which this one you can see right through and clearly does not. And the top flies <laughs> off. Shoot, the top flies right off. <laughs> It's kind of like when somebody's wearing a really uh, tight top, huh? Yeah, man. You like, snap the back and practice it. I, I think I learned that from American Pie. <laughs> <laughs> Inside the tin does come a couple pieces of uh, metal, if you will, made so you can soak some wood in the Ardbeg scotch. And uh, after you've soaked it, let it smoke in there in the barbecue. BBQ bottle itself typical art bag style nice dark green nice highlights dark label gold and cream tones on there it's a great looking bottle yeah who doesn't like a nice looking art big bottle yeah again just looking at this, man, this not terribly expensive, right around the $50, $55 price range, I believe. I uh, can definitely take this one to poker night. Maybe not last week's or 15, but I feel like you could probably take this one to a poker night. <laughs> yeah, I think you could take that one or even the 10, because I think the 10's like right, roughly right in the same price point. Yeah, it is. It's surprisingly well-priced. Bad Boy is 46.6 ABV, so it's a little bit heftier than some of the scotches we have been drinking later, or, yeah, in the last few weeks. Uh, with it, it is cold, chill filtered, so a little bit uh, more intense, I imagine, with that alcohol and also the flavors that come out. Yeah, it's um, so from what I understand... Here, here, the Ant the Oa is named after the Mole of Oa, uh, which is in the uh, southwest side of Isla. And um, it actually offers a little bit of uh, protection from the harsh uh, weather from uh, the Atlantic, um, right where the uh, distillery is located there in Clindation, uh, on the Clindation coast. So, um, which that's where the name comes from. Yeah. Founded in 1815, changed hands of ownership a multitude of times. Um, went from everyone from Alexander McDougal all the way to Glenn Morangi. Yeah, I saw that. You've got, you got to appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, in fact, I saw that as well. Um, it was saying in, uh, what was it, 19, 1981 is when the production died. 
Um, and then it was resurrected by Gwen Moranji in 97. And then in 98, um, they won Distillery of the Year. Um, 99, they got back up to producing 600,000 liters of, uh, of scotch. And then from 2007 to 2010, they won the World Whiskey of the Year three years in a row. It's pretty impressive. Yes. What have you done for me lately, baby? I don't know. Why don't you open up and we'll find out. <laughs> Thinking about that movie, Eddie Murphy Raw, the comedy. <laughs> what have you done for me lately, Eddie? We're talking about 2010. Scotch of the year. It's been 12 years, Eddie. <laughs> well, I know they had their, uh, I think it's uh, Carrie Moore or Crackenville or whatever it's called. Carly's wrecking after yeah. the Whirlpool. Yeah, that one. Uh, that one uh, won like the Scotch of the year. Oh, nice little pop. This baby's got a lot of band-aids on her and I'm <laughs> digging it. She likes to get hurt. <laughs> Some people say it smells like band-aids. That's the puke. <laughs> Until next time, ladies and gentlemen. The nose on this, just from pouring it, definitely is reminding me of a uh, Isla Scotch. Not oh, to yeah. be confused as Islay. <laughs> I love easily. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you guys haven't been watching us for a while, uh, back in our early uh, episodes, we did call Isla Islay. So. It was intentional. We meant to do that. <laughs> meant to do that. All right. Uh, cheers, and uh, we'll do our uh, our tasting here. Cheers. You like uh, if you like the type of scotches that come out of Isla, this is another great uh, bottle from that region. Um, and they do use the uh, Pedro Zimenez uh, barrels as well as a char uh, virgin oak and use ex bourbon. So that's some of the uh, that's what they age it in. But here, as far as I got, when you look at the color for me, I got like a like a golden wheat color. Is what is what I'm going with here, and uh, as far as the nose for me, I get uh, I get some nice peat from it. Um, as we mentioned, that's kind of like the little bit of that band aid kind of smell. Um, tobacco, wet leather, and some sweet uh, butterscotch. And then when I put it in my hands and I rub it and kind of heat it up a little bit and smell it, that's where I get your uh, uh, word of the day from a couple weeks ago: the petrichor, petrichor, petrichor smell. Uh, where, which, if I remember correctly, is kind of like the smell uh, after it rains. Exactly. So, um, which is very in inviting that all those all those kind of like those uh, aromas together. Um, as far as my palate goes, I get cigar. I definitely get heavy cigar, which this means to me that this will pair very well with most cigars out there. A little bit of black tea and some creaminess to it. And then my finish is gonna is basically peat with smoke for days, <laughs> smoke for days. I mean, it just if you like that nice smoky flavor, it will sit there and it lingers there and it has that also. It's also enhanced with the peat though. But you get that peat and the smoke, and 
Um, honestly, I think it's a very good bottle there to uh, take once again, maybe to a, maybe to a poker game. It's just as poker night. Make yeah, sure you can smoke inside <laughs> or you're playing outside. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. Or in a well-ventilated room. <laughs> yeah. Price is no object. There's some vents in baby. But yeah, I, I like this. Uh, I like this. And I think if you were to soak some wood chips in, uh, in this, uh, in this Anoa, um, I think uh, it might give a nice flavor to the meat. Yeah, uh, for me, you know, you mentioned kind of its production that they're using their uh, bespoke cask, if you will, where they've got scotches from their ex Ximenez, so the ex Sherry casks, their virgin oak casks, um, their ex spicy bourbon casks and then they've actually got some others that they've thrown in there which they don't list off but i think you find those different flavors in the complexity of the scotch much like yourself it's a light gold color to me nothing dark or bold so to speak on the nose it's interesting for something so peaty it is super sweet smelling right off the bat but not a bad sweet it's a creamy sweet and it almost finishes into a creamy orange chocolate on the nose to me. You get to the palate. It is peaty right off the bat. That much like the nose transitions to that sweet, um, almost a bitter cream. Not a not a butterscotch so much as a bitter cream, but then that bitter cream transcends into a butterscotch and the finish. Smoky, and we're going to use the, the word of the day, trickle, followed by hints of chocolate and peanut brittle. Trickle, by the way, is the uh, after byproduct of uh, creating cane sugar. It's kind of a granular substance, different versions. The regular is just a little off-white. Um, then there's darker trickle, uh, T-R-E-A-C-L-E. And with that, you almost get a molasses flavor. I think is where that peanut brittle comes through and... Perfect, as you mentioned, for a cigar or sitting out by the grill, more so than a grill, and I do not have one, but a smoker. Like sitting next to the smoker with this, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, Traeger, send us one. We're ready to use it. <laughs> Start making my smoked lasagna again. There you go. And, and it's a treat. So, yeah, this, this beautiful transcendence of on-the-nose, super creamy, um, peaty, and a little bit of orange transitioning into flavors of peat and cream, bitter cream, uh, and peanut brittle with a long, long finish. Uh, I like it. Good. I think it's a great bottle. Uh, like I said, I think uh, it's one they can definitely take to a poker game. This one I'm not too worried about sharing. Yeah, 46.6 ABV. You don't feel it. No. Um, and I'm surprised how creamy it is on the palate for as peaty and um, sweet as it is on the nose almost. This is a great one for poker night, for sitting by the grill, smoking a cigar, hanging out with some buds, wearing your you know your summer shirts, watering the lawn. What the hell? It's mowing the lawn. <laughs> have at it just don't drink so much uh drink responsibly that you chop off a toe or two
It's time for our shout-outs. I am going to throw my shout-out to Cherry Village just for remaining consistent with their food. They're over in Parker, Colorado, right by Jordan and Lincoln. And if you haven't had it, uh, their crab cheese wontons are really good. Not the best out there, but really good. But their Mongolian beef to me is unbeatable so far. Yeah, my shout-out goes to Pitticus Lore. Uh, that's the author of the I Am Number 4 uh, book series, but they came out with a new series called Ashfall Legacy. And uh, this new book, um, it's a whole new series. It doesn't have anything to do with the whole uh, I Am Number 4 and um, and uh, that series. So it's uh, the first book of uh, the new series, and it's actually pretty good. Um, it's about this kid who's a uh, half alien. Um, his mom is uh, is an is a Earth person. And she's a human, and his dad is from this other planet. Um, Sounds like Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> somewhat, yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot of stories similar to like something like that. Uh, but his dad is uh, is lost, and uh, part of it, it's kind of like a race to get to his dad first. And his dad has. Uh, found the uh this other called the i think something like the original race or something like that and uh, the immortals <laughs> <laughs> no not the immortals but basically they want to come back and uh, take over this universe and so uh one of the uh the uh well i'm not going to give the whole thing but anyways it's i think it's spoiler a pretty, alert <laughs> yeah i'm starting to go down the road of spoiling <laughs> in this book here um any case if you did like the uh, i am number four series uh, Pitticus Lore's uh, Ash uh, Ashfall Legacy series is uh, is actually pretty good. Uh, the second book actually comes out on my birthday, August sixteenth. Nice, nice. I, I actually don't know that I have any real big get it togethers this week because there are certain individuals which I can't believe you didn't make your shout out. I really thought you would. That stopped at least temporarily. Forty billion dollars going to Ukraine. So nice job there, Rand Paul. Rand Paul. <laughs> uh, that would be my other shout out. But because of that success, uh, I really don't have any get it togethers this week. That was uh, that would have been the big one if we continue to give money. Um, over to Ukraine when they have formula for their babies and we have starving babies in America. And that breaks my heart as, as a parent that literally breaks my heart thinking oh, about did, a crying baby. Did you hear about the, uh, the FDA? They did, uh, they said they don't know what went wrong there, but now they're going to start opening up that plant. That is the major weird. Yeah. They shut it down. And now all of a sudden it's open after just one week of the hitting the news, but they said that Scotch hour brought it first. <laughs> They, apparently, it's not going. It's going to take all the way up until October for them to get get up to full production and everything back out. My get it together though is uh, actually for the crypto markets. Ooh. <laughs> Ouch! If any of you uh, invested in, in the cryptocurrency and the crypto markets, you uh, know it's been a pretty bloody week. Um, our Probably last, not the last word week, to use. <laughs> last week was a. Well, it's, it was a bloody week last week. It's all in red. <laughs> Dude, the war. Uh, and apparently, like from what you were telling me, like your it's bad. Your company like may, is making everyone do some kind of like no. It's uh, not, there's a uh, lot of companies out there that are realizing how many people had invested in crypto, and they're really talking about uh, mental support, psychological support in different ways, including uh, if you've invested in crypto, you may have seen those notices on your own sites saying, "Hey, if you've got." terrible thoughts, thoughts of suicide, there's help available at the uh, uh, tips of your fingers, call these support networks. Yeah. 
So uh, a lot of money was lost, not in one country, but around the world in crypto uh, in last week and even in the weeks before that. But last week was, and, and you're not wrong to use the term bloody. Well, that's what they call it. Um, anyways, uh, they also say like, uh, uh, we, when you see it in the red, suppose that's when you need to buy it. You have to really have the mentality like, yeah, you might have been lo- you might be losing money, but you have to have the mentality that everything is on sale. I always see Ferrari in the red. Bye, bye, bye. <laughs> so um, I forget who it was. I, I forget what uh, what investor it is. It might be. Um, well, it doesn't really matter. But the quote goes something like this: um, something about uh, if everyone's bleeding, even yourself, basically uh, keep buying. Tried that once playing roulette, ended terribly. <laughs> <laughs> But in any case, uh, for the crypto markets, get it together. Obviously, we all know that the crypto should not be totally in line with the currencies and uh, the market. It should be actually breaking away from it by at this point with how um, inflation is working. But it's an interesting comment to say crypto market get it together. Do you possibly mean investors in crypto markets get your heads straight? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Unless you do believe, conspiracy theory-wise, there are other forces trying to control those markets. Oh, there definitely <laughs> are other forces controlling, these, well, controlling the that, markets. That's, that's why I asked. I was wondering which angle you were taking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying in general for the markets to get it together. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's 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 known uh, for those who do spend time in the market. It's known that the big the big investors they'll do stuff to uh, to manipulate the market to shake out the retail investors. It's not really a conspiracy theory, although maybe it is. I mean. (laughs) So this week. For the restaurant review, we went to Crave Hot Dogs and Barbecue. Barbecue. So um, here, um, I found out about this restaurant through uh, the uh, this basically a chat room for the University of Colorado Sports. It's called uh, BusStampede.com. and uh, there's a lot of uh, CU alumni and people who support uh, CU football and stuff. And one of the uh, one of the members there on Bus Stampede, he uh, opened up a Open up this Crave Hot Dogs and Barbecue there off of I-25 in Hampton. And uh, he was mentioning it. And so I thought it'd be a good idea for us to go uh, over there, show him some support, and try out his restaurant. So do you want to start off with your? Yeah, absolutely. When we got there, um, I loaded up my beer card. So you can just get a beverage or you can load up your beer for their taps, uh, which are sold by ounce. Loaded up my beer card, went over. Got some Coriolis effect, and man, that's a good beer. That's a good beer. Um, waited a few minutes, enjoyed the beer. I know you did the same, and then, man, I had to get a couple appies. So I started with the pretzel bites with beer cheese. They were pretty good. Uh, very good pretzel bites. The best I still ever have had are at AMC theaters, <laughs> uh, which is just crazy to think about that a movie theater pretzel bite would be the best I've ever had, but they are better than anyone's. Um, and I think part of that's the cheese. Like the beer cheese I enjoyed, but it almost needed a little barbecue sauce to bring out the actual 
actual cheese flavor as opposed to just this dense goo, which looked like cheese but didn't much taste like it. But the pretzel bite's great. Um, and then loaded or ultimate loaded tater tots. Uh, they were good. One of the things I did like about them, the tots were cooked well. Um, they had freshly diced peppers, tomatoes on top, some cheese. Uh, also really good, not the best. And we've had some amazing ultimate or supreme tots, depending on where you go. Uh, bookkeepers, lots of places have had some great loaded tots. Um, the sports book had some amazing ones. Um, West Main Tap House has had some really good ones. So not complaining, um, but they just weren't the best. Um, nothing bad yet. Now, then I transitioned to the Crave Supreme. So here we have a hot sausage, some beef brisket, the beer cheese underneath the two, topped with some shredded cheddar cheese. That thing was divine. That thing was delicious. It was great. Just a dash of barbecue sauce across the brisket to bring out the beer cheese flavored cheese in the bottom. I thought that was great. That was my win. Um, Price-wise, you know, the, the tots were right around the $14 mark. The pretzel bites were right around the $7 mark. My Supreme, I think, was $13.95. All of it really reasonably priced. Um, and then unless you go crazy on the, the tap beer, which is a little hefty in price, a little more than you would pay for your uh, nat normal port uh, bar, everything was pretty good. But a great beer selection. Yeah, yeah. Uh I thought it was actually like the environment there it has like an, a, a lot of TVs around. So if there was a good sports game on, you can definitely watch it. Like, so I think if you're obviously since I'm a, a CU alum, I would say, you know, if you want to watch a CU buff game there, I would definitely go there and watch a game and have a, you know, a dog and drink some beers. Uh, or if you want to catch like an avalanche or a uh, Rockies game, I think it'd be a, a perfect place to have a nice outdoor patio area with, um, uh, I saw like one of those, uh, patio uh connect four type games out there uh they also had the um uh what's that the game where you throw those bean bags i mean there's cornhole a, there's a couple different names for it bag toss is another one <laughs> <laughs> so they, they have a they have cornhole over there as well uh now as far as like the beers like that they did have a, a a wide selection of beers and when you go up to the beers there's basically two taps each like little like uh, display screen and if you tap on the display screen it actually give you a little bit more information about each kind of beer and um, yeah it's it, it like you mentioned it's by the ounce they uh, it's a lot of most most of it tends to be the um, microbreweries local like mo local microbrews uh, the mass majority of them uh, they also have uh, gin and tonics on tap there and margaritas, margaritas. yeah <laughs> so if you're looking for something like that yeah you fill out your your card uh your you fill up your card there i think the card each time you fill up is 25 dollars, and you have to refill if you want if you drink up to that amount otherwise um, you're refunded the difference right as far as the food goes uh you, i did partake a little bit in those uh fully loaded tots or whatever they're called um and they were really good, especially if you add in a little bit of the barbecue sauce on there. I think it was the Memphis uh, sweet. sweet. Yeah. That kind of helped bring out a little bit more of that uh, beer cheese uh, flavor. And uh, it was um, very enjoyable, those uh, those uh, loaded tots. Uh, once again, I do think uh, maybe Sports Column and um, 20 Mile Tap House, I think those two had maybe slightly bit better uh, tots, but these are really solid. And, uh, you know, if I'm going to go watch a game, 
I'd rather watch a game there probably than going maybe over to the 20 mile tap house. Or what about Sportsbook, man? That sports, place is made for, for games. <laughs> Sportsbook, yeah. I, I'm not sure if I, I, I'm not sure if I take that over Sportsbook unless I wanted a place that was a little bit more, um, I guess, uh, less, less crowded maybe. Uh, cause I think there tends to be like, I don't know, Sportsbook can get a little bit really loud and crazy. So, um, any case, uh, as far as like when I first arrived there though, and th- <laughs> I, this is nothing, this is not, this has nothing really to do with the restaurant. I just think it has to do just with the, uh, with Denver the world. in general right now. Yeah. Denver in general, the, the world that we live in. But when I pulled up, it was a little <laughs> bit weird. Like I parked my car and it happened to be like right in front of, uh, the fence, which on the other side of the fence is the, is I 25. But there's like a little slope of like uh, like a little bit of green grass there, and there's like three or four tents pitched up right there of homeless people. And the guy kind of gave me a little nasty look, like, "Why are you doing parking right in front of my tent?" <laughs> Dirty Mike and the gang were about to go have themselves a hobo party in his back seat. <laughs> That's deer placenta. <laughs> um, as far as my main dish goes, I did get the bratwurst. I did it with. Uh, sauerkraut um onions pickles and uh mustard so that was actually pretty decently priced i think it was like the bratwurst itself was like six dollars and some odd cents and then each topping was uh what 40 cents 40 or 45 yeah yeah something like that toppings Uh, were generous it seemed yeah the toppings were pretty generous to it uh the one thing I, i i mean i guess stylistically wise putting the the mustard on top makes it look nice but I would have rather have the mustard down on the bottom so that way um, it wouldn't fall off with the toppings. That's what Dirty Mike and the gang said. <laughs> <laughs> and, but I, and here's also what I would say about uh, about Crave Hot Dogs and Barbecue is that if you do want to go to a place that serves hot dogs, I'll tell you what, in my opinion, the worst place possible is the doghouse. Oh, man, off of Arapahoe Road. Off of Arapahoe, yeah. <laughs> I thought those those hot dogs were terrible. I thought they were way overpriced. I, I And... Like they didn't even have TVs up to like watch a sports game, like eating a hot dog or anything like that. Um, my favorite place though is Chicago Mike's, which that is place. Always, I agree, man, one hundred. If you like a good Chicago dog, it's a great. It's a great place to get a, a good a good Chicago dog. The only problem there is they don't have alcohol, and they close at seven. And they close at seven p.m. It kills me. I, but, otherwise, I'd go like every week. <laughs> but right next door is this winery. And then, like a couple doors to the other side is another, is another bar, so you could get actually get some alcohol, but you won't be able to eat your uh, have your beer and hot dog probably at the same time. So the one thing that Crave does have uh, over both of them is you put the environments um, with the with the beer and stuff like that, and that kind of makes it a good plus. But if I'm just going straight hot dog and I'm really in the mood for a Chicago dog, I'm going to Chicago Mike's. But here, like I said, Crave hot dogs and barbecue. I highly recommend it if you find yourself in the I-25 in Hampton area. I think we got to go to Chicago Mike's, and then when they close at 7, then go to the bar and get the beer. <laughs> you're not getting a hot dog that good at any bar I've ever known anyway. No, you're definitely not. <laughs> Especially not for the price. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's uh, – so uh, as far as uh, date – as far as Ratings. Being, yeah, ratings. As far as it being uh, date-worthy, first date-worthy – uh, I think it depends on what kind of date you're kind of going for. If you're trying to like super impress a chick, uh, maybe not. But if it's going to be more of like a low key, let's watch a sports game type of place, um, you know, and, and chill or hang out and have a few beers and maybe play some like patio games. Um, yeah, I think it'd be a great place to go. Um, 
food value wise, um, you know, I give it probably like roughly a, a seven. Um, I think <laughs> I'm only laughing because like, what are you going to go do there? And last night I watched a movie where he was trying to explain the difference between laying pipe and laying cable. <laughs> what are you trying to do? <laughs> Which place are you going to go to? <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, <laughs> I would, uh, give it about a seven for the uh, price value there. Um, it's really clean on the inside. I like, I did like the atmosphere in there. That you know, I think that was pretty good. So overall, I'm going to give it like maybe a seven point five. For me, and this is interesting because as we've gotten, uh, you know, gone to more places, particularly breweries that serve food. Um, for me, ultimately, I do think the food was a seven. It was a good solid seven for food. The environment indoors was a good solid seven. Outdoors, I'd have been sitting outside had they had any umbrellas, and maybe they do, and they just didn't have them out yet. Maybe Jersey Mike and the gang borrowed them. <laughs> Who knows? Um, but the, the patio had huge potential you mentioned the games and everything else i just don't think that potential was being used to its maximum potential again put it had an umbrella been out there i'd have been sitting out there especially um as it was cooling down we're talking six o'clock in the evening in may um it, it was getting nice out there and it, it would have i would have stayed for another beer um but afterwards you know what was up with the two little dingleberries being you know trying to say we were getting free beers that was just wrong I don't know anything about that. I didn't hear that. Yeah, it was so weird. Uh, anyway, there were a couple of miscreants in there that thought we were being miscreants. And it was, uh, yeah, I didn't like that. Always these other, you know, characters. They look like they've been there all day, though, probably since it opened. Um, but the actual staff there I thought was great. I thought they were fantastic. Oh, yeah, very Mike. attentive. Yeah, Mike did a great job. Very attentive. Thank you, Mike. Um, made sure we got our food quickly. Was honest with his recommendations. Got us in and out. Cleaned the place. You mentioned cleanliness. I think it's all there. Um, first date worthy. Yeah. If you're not going to someplace formal and you're just looking to have fun, absolutely go get a hot dog or some nachos and brisket nachos, by the way, or tots. And uh, they have all sorts of things. Um, I did have a bite of their mac and cheese that I thought could use a little love in or a lot of barbecue sauce. Um, but again, everything else was a lot of fun. Uh, and the barbecue sauces, they had six different types and it was fun to experiment. You mentioned that with the tots the different types of tots um you know the memphis sweet bringing out that cheese flavor from the beer cheese um and the original bringing out an entirely different flavor from the tot it brought out that potato flavor yeah. uh, which was amazing and so the that was fun that was that's where that kind of thing makes it first date worthy to me um even second date going to have some fun get, going to hang out with a guy um it, it's a very casual place i would say so if you're looking for something fancy it doesn't have have a whole lot of sex appeal uh you're not dressing up in a suit most likely going here but you're gonna have fun and you wouldn't be out of place i would agree with that and i agree mike uh he was very uh super nice and very respectful uh so yeah he did a great job the staff did a great job um and that was a little bit weird i think he was like the only one working so like when i first arrived it's uh, i had to wait a little bit for him to help me out but um once the uh the other worker got there uh yeah the the service was definitely on par at that point yep. good clean fun overall for me seven and a half good all right so that's seven and a half for both of us good place to try it out if you once again if you do find yourself there by the uh i-25 in hampton and you're craving some food definitely give uh crave hot dogs and barbecue uh 
a try. Yeah. You know, my whole thing when I drove up, I was super excited to see that it was right by the Regal Cinema right behind it, which doesn't work for my AMC. So I don't know why I was excited, but I thought it would be fun to find a place like that that had great beer selections. And I, they had a good beer selection um, and some great food and then walk over and watch a movie. But um, it didn't turn out that it was set up quite that conveniently. And then, yeah, it was time to go. About to leave. Already packing, come with me, I'm not really asking We'll get away, to a place where we don't know About to see, the world in action What we can be, life with no distractions We'll get away, this is so the smarter challenge this week was uh, movies that define summertime for us Ooh. or define summer. Um, so I'll kind of give like a, like what what I think a, a movie needs to have to kind of define summertime for me. Sex. <laughs> so uh, for me, it has to be uh, like has to be like a, 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 a sense of adventure. Truly, um, I agree. I agree with that. That's sense, great. Uh, a sense of like uh, building friendship. Um, a little bit of like uh, mischievousness going uh, on there. Absolutely, wholeheartedly. <laughs> Some wrongdoings going on. Uh, maybe, maybe a little bit of lightheartedness, but definitely more like along the lines of adventure, um, friendship, and uh, mischievousness, and um, and basically. Maybe a little bit of a feel-good feel to it. Um, for me, I've always been a more of a fan of summertime. Um, Sports-wise, I like to play golf a lot. Um, I haven't really done so too much in the last few years. Um, but um, I do enjoy golf. And then being that I'm a uh, summer, my, my birthday's in the summertime, I definitely do enjoy summer a lot more than I do winter. Uh, so that's kind of like uh, my lowdown of like what my require requirements are, uh, like the bases for uh uh, a movie that would define summertime. What's your basis? You know, yours is very close to mine. And the one thing I would add or um, tweak this variance with was I was looking at the different decades. And it's really interesting to me because if you look at the past, really two decades, but the last decade at least, man, you're talking about summer movies. You've got blockbusters coming out there. You know, yeah, there was Mama Mia and some others that came out 15, 20 years ago that are truly just that summer adventurous movies but otherwise you're talking about avengers iron man the hulk um you know all these action batman movies all these things coming out and it wasn't as light-hearted you mentioned in one sense and i think there is a piece of that um from some of the previous generations of 70s 80s 90s summer movies so when i was looking at movies i kind of picked uh, a handful and then kind of dwindled it down but then i really looked at man in the 70s it was less sexual, so to speak, uh, more adventurous, um, but it was also like a, a community getting together that made summer movies. It wasn't just one person. It was multiple people, sometimes entire communities. Uh, in the 80s, it was small groups of people. Um, and in the examples I was able to come up with, it, they really focused on the boys. Now, you jump forward 20 years, you got Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. They did a, re, a redone version of a, a younger male version that had been done two decades earlier um, then you get to the 90s and this is where you get a little more adventurous like super adventurous and then also a little more serious with that adventure like hey 
maybe going down the drug train route's the wrong train. <laughs> um, but at the same time, maybe not. So, uh, yeah, no, I, I think all the things you mentioned, adventure has to be in there. Friendship, camaraderie, communities getting together, or at least groups of people getting together are a big piece to me. Uh, the biggest piece is to me, I think there is growth with the, the camaraderie. There is uh, uh, individuals growing in these groups when you see that. Um, and then also, man, like that growth can also be sexual. It can be, um, it, you know, in, in a multitude of different areas, intellectual. Um, typically, it has to do with growth because of adventure and experience. So hence comes in the sexual experience and road trip. <laughs> you kill a cheetah. <laughs> um, there are so many great movies, though, that it's, it's actually really hard to dwindle down. So that's why I kind of looked at it in different decades. But to your point adventure growth all right so uh my first movie here that i picked that uh a movie that uh, defines summertime for uh that would define a summertime is fast times at ridgemont high i can't remember what year that came out by any chance do you remember uh, I think it was like early '80s. Okay, uh, maybe '82 ish. Sounds um, sounds probably right. I, I didn't. Uh, I didn't quite. <laughs> I didn't look it up. Um, my bad there on that. But um, we have Sean Penn, uh, who's Jeff Spicoli. He was uh, awesome. Judge Reinhold, who, who was uh, Brad Hamilton. He's like the guy who I think he's like the main guy who like ran the like food, the fast food place. You nailed it. It's '82. Oh, yeah, '82. Perfect. Nice one. <laughs> All right, and then uh, I didn't even know this, but Jennifer Jason Lee is in that, and that play, and she's the younger sister of Brad Hamilton. And then obviously, she was hot back then. Uh, and then obviously, talking about hot women back then, uh, Phoebe Cates. And I'm talking about when I was in 1982, by the <laughs> way. I was just learning how to walk, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean, she was really big back then, Phoebe Cates, and, and all those movies. She's like in Gremlins and stuff like that. That's right. So and there, you know, here you just see like it's right there at the tail end of summer of a uh, school, the school year ending, and uh, Jeff Spicoli, who's uh, Sean Penn, his character basically had to go to basically to summer school because he screwed up his grades and stuff like that, and it's just basically you see how everyone's kind of starting to progress through their time from like ending uh, the school year going into the new school year. Yep, and. Uh, I think uh, just seeing the the growth and the friend the different friendships and how that all kind of um, develops um, kind of just reminds me of summertime and plus it, it takes place in California so it makes it a little bit easier to to see that happen as well. Absolutely. How many movies did you write down all together? I got a bunch, really, um, but that, that one would be like my early 80s. Okay, so for me, the first one, I bounced out there, and this is where some of the different pros and cons come in. Uh, my first one is 1975's Jaws with Roy Schneider. Not Rob Schneider, Roy Schneider. <laughs> um, and, man, it's literally about summer, and much like Corpus Christi or these other places that open for spring break in summer, um, that's when these communities do all of their business in this particular example it's the fourth of july and they're opening up the beach meanwhile there's this killer great white shark out there preying on people but they're trying to hide it uh, and, I, and i just thought the movie really did a great job talking about real world summers with uh, a man and then you've got the kids in it that are learning and, and being forced to grow up and ultimately roy schneider uh, it's a bunch of mature boys if you will in this group who go out to seek hunt down this shark to protect their own community their their 
families. Uh, one of them's trying to do research, but at the end of the day, they're there to kill this thing or to prevent it from continuing to kill their own. Um, I thought it was a great adventure movie, and it is. it really was, because back then, uh, we're talking about a time when most people couldn't really... Um, consider or fathom what it meant to go out into the ocean more than just on a beach and yet then we have adventures going into the deep scuba diving is becoming a thing um, submarines are being realized things are happening uh, but Jaws was this great adventure most people could never consider that's a good one there too. I didn't really think of Jaws as being a summer movie, but you're right. It does take place in the summertime. So. Yeah. And it's like, it's the dark side of summer though. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, if I like your idea about doing it in the decade, so I do have one for the seventies, it's late seventies. So it's like only like a couple years before my eighties movies. So okay. My 1979 movie is Meatballs with Bill Murray. All right. That's another good one. Bill Murray. Man, that guy has had an amazing career. Yeah, he has. So Bill Murray is like one of the uh, camp directors there. Uh, there's a bunch of kids who are at this camp. And ta- you, you mentioned a little bit about sexuality. Oh. Obviously, oh, yeah. in the late 70s, uh, I think uh, those kind of movies had uh, they're a little bit more uh, free. Dude, they with, were a hell of a lot more free. He was showing some things there. Um, and it's a bunch of kids that go up to uh, a camp, and um, you have like uh, basically two. Ri- I think it's two rival camps going uh-huh, against each other, uh-huh. and uh, they have like at the end of the year they have like the camp Olympics and stuff like that. So it's a really fun. <laughs> here you got like you got friendship building, you got growth going, you got like uh, young adolescents uh, dealing with their hormones. Uh, it's it, it's it, real though. It, it is real. <laughs> And I, I never personally went to a summer camp, so I don't know how like one of those. Things I are. didn't either. I stayed home and made red hands, rosy palms. <laughs> uh, you know, but it, it but then you yeah, had like the growth there when they go battle out with the uh, with the so called like uh, I guess the yuppie uh, camp. Let's so. face it, the skulls always win. <laughs> <laughs> so that's another really fun uh, fun movie there that kind of shows like summertime. Yeah, my only other one for the seventies was one year before yours, 1978's Dirty Dancing with Patrick Swayze and Jennifer Grey. That was, that was when? 1978. Dirty Dancing didn't come out in 78? 78. I thought that was like an 80s movie. Nah, 78. I got I to Google this. So Patrick Swayze, Jennifer Grey, he, he, it's basically this family summer camp, and he's teaching her how to dance. That's 87. Mm. Damn my eyes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So my first 80s movie, Patrick Swayze, Jennifer Grey, (laughs) Dirty Dancing, 1987. (laughs) Anyway, uh, it's another great summer movie, though, where it really talks about an environment that only thrives during one point in time. Other than that, uh, this this, uh, getaway perishes but during the summer they get this chance to thrive and what's going on like all sorts of crazy things not just that summer i mean you got sexuality being experienced and exploited you've got the downsides for that so it actually makes a lot more sense that it's in 1987 because in the late (laughs) 80s you have things like freddy krueger coming out being like don't have sex or you're gonna die or as in dirty dancing have an abortion and possibly die (laughs) Like, it's a really dark movie, even though it's meant to be light, but it's also very real in that you've got guys and Nobody gals. puts baby in the corner. Yeah, unless it's their own baby and they won't <laughs> stop crying. 
<laughs> Shut up. Here's the corner. <laughs> oh, you meant your girl. Okay, I got you. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's, a, it's a really good movie that really talks about. Also, I think, uh, true to the late 80s, again, makes more sense there, what it meant to do what was right as far as men versus women, um, and then the realities of different things that were going on in the world as well. All right. Do you have one for the 90s? Oh, if one, I got two more for the 80s. Okay. You want me to jump there or are you going later? Uh, we can do there. I have like two more for the 80s as well. You but. go one with your ears for the 80s and I'll go, I'll follow it. Okay. So one of my all time favorite summer movies um, when I was younger, I haven't watched it in a really, really long time, is uh, North Shore. It came out in 1987. Um, it's this guy who's from the mainland. And he goes over to Hawaii, and he tries to learn how to surf, how to surf and okay. stuff like that. Okay, I can dig it. And um, so he cuts off like a, a local surfer there, and basically causes a whole bunch of rifts. So he finds like a like a local guru surf guy who kind of teaches him like the spirituality of surfing and stuff like that. And uh, he learns how to surf, and then and then at the end of the season. Or at the end of the summertime, there's basically like a big, huge like uh, surfing competition, and he goes and he learns the. After he learned how to surf and stuff, he goes and wins the competition. Based on a true story, undoubtedly. Undoubtedly, yes. <laughs> but anyways, you have like you have the travel portion there. He has a he make he 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 uh, creates a great friendship, and then he has the self growth. Yeah, no, I think it's I I'm just making fun of a lot of the surfing movies that ever made it big was based on a true story. <laughs> um, so yeah, Point Break, that's yeah, ex- dude, that's nineteen ninety one. It's on my list. So nineteen eighty five, The Goonies. Oh, that is a great summer movie. <laughs> You've got a group of misfit boys who call themselves the Goonies and are about to be displaced at the beginning of their summer. Their brother brand screws up their big plans of driving around and and vacationing and traveling because he fails his driving test. Um, but it's this, it's this also this coming to age where I think the most sex that really happens in that movie is a French kiss. Um, I guess that's oral sex according to some religions but regardless of that uh it's this great adventure movie camaraderie where they all work together and accomplish an unsurmountable task of saving their their town a great adventure it is great friendship i never knew how like growing I, I, uh, I never knew how uh, many adult jokes were in that movie oh my god yeah you got to rewatch it as an adult and be like oh yeah <laughs> Uh, I didn't realize it until like I, I was working in uh, in downtown Denver at a at a liquor store when I was a wine buyer down there. Um, the the place isn't there anymore. It used to be called Golden Trial uh, Golden Triangle Liquors, and uh, one of the patrons came in and her and I kind of hit it off. And so she's like, "Hey, you want to go see the Goonies at the midnight show?" And I'm like, "Sure." So it was me, her, and her like her kid. And I was like watching the movie, and I'm like, "Oh my god, He's this giving is her so- the business." <laughs> like, this is so like, <laughs> so, uh, so like, I didn't realize how I was like, I was pretty like, I was like, kind of flushed a little bit, you know? Like, I didn't realize how like how many dirty jokes are in that. You show. mean like when Mouth puts his tongue through the painting at a particular place, or the upside down dick on the on the <laughs> statue of David? God made you that or- way. We'd all be pissing in our faces. <laughs> but it looks right to me. <laughs> He's got a permanent erection. <laughs> or even like the name of the pirate, One-Eyed Willie. Yeah, dude. I, yeah, you don't have to get me started. <laughs> That's why you called One-Eyed. 
<laughs> yeah, I, like, I was really shocked. That was the first time I ever, I ever, ever realized that. Who would get me to start drinking? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, you said uh, you had another 80s? My last 80s that really stood out. Um, again, it kind of follows up with the Goonies one year later. Now, this one is uh, basically a writing by Stephen King. Not basically. It was a writing by Stephen King, a book, a booklet, if you will, by Stephen King. Stand By Me, 1986. Oh, that's another good one. Right. And uh, so with the 80s, though, there's this dark piece about there's always this potential loss. There's death. There's also growth with these go this group. Um, and, and most of the examples that I remember and that came up to me were groups of boys who ultimately had to overcome uh, fear. Obviously, uh, that, that's, a good, that's another good one. Um, Stand by me. They, they, that's the one where they're, they're walking on the railroad tracks. Find the dead body. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I thought I had another 80s movie, but I don't. Are you so. double check your timeline and make yourself an Ardbeg LA like me? No, I did not. <laughs> In fact, it was a 1976 film. I thought it was, a, I thought it was early 80s, but it's Well, 76. at least you glued it on the right way. <laughs> So I'm going to travel back in time to 1976. Dude, definitely got to remember 76 drugs. I'm guessing some drugs might be involved in this flick. Bad news bears. <laughs> <laughs> Not the one I was expecting, but I <laughs> yeah, Walter Matthau, who sits there, he's like a total drunk. <laughs> and then you have a bunch of misfits uh, that come together uh, and they win the, I don't remember. Did they lose a championship game in that in that movie? I believe they did, but they won life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think that's a, like I don't know why, but I, you know when I was younger, I, I used to enjoy watching that movie too. All right, um, getting for the nineties. Oh man, my first one for the nineties. You actually mentioned it just moments ago. Surfing movie, absolutely based on real life not uh johnny utah yeah <laughs> johnny utah and point break keanu reeves and patrick swayze um again this kind of falls in line with what was transitioning from uh, the 80s into the 90s and point Bank was a summer film absolutely but it was also a very serious summer film you've got the bad guys and the good guys and Tons of adventure, unbeatable adventure, risking your lives for adventure and experiences. And that's the other piece. The experiences in all of these movies um, are what create the growth for all of the individuals involved. And again, in Point Break, you don't have a good summer movie without some sexual content. So <laughs> it was definitely some uh, dabblings in friends and family. <laughs> Of others, by the way, not incest. Incest is not best. Uh, but with that, it's a great movie, and I think it really is a more mature coming-of-age movie where people were, you know, in the beginning of potential their careers, and you've got one undercover agent and one group of criminals by one master criminal. So Keanu Reeves, the undercover agent, uh, Patrick Swayze, the main criminal, and... They ultimately find out, much like I think you've seen a lot of great movies, like Heat, for example, which we talked about, uh, a lot of times the good and the bad have such close codes that the only thing that's wrong out of a hundred different rules is one. And when that one can't line up, that's when there is a good guy and there is a bad guy. So my 
first movie I'm going to pick out of the 90s is uh, Dazed and Confused. Oh, my God. So that was my number two, man. 1993. Um, that might be the greatest. Well, it's definitely one. I don't know. For that for that decade, I think that is probably the greatest summer movie. It is a it is a it is an incredible <laughs> summer movie. It's like right out of summer. Matthew yeah, McConaughey. Yeah, Matthew McConaughey driving up saying like, you know the best thing about high school chicks? What? The older I get, they stay the same. <laughs> Have you ever read any of the articles when they've interviewed some of the honest actors, Ben Affleck in particular, um, but any of the actors who were honest about what it was when they were filming that party? Uh-uh. They said it was basically like a two-week orgy, and it was them r- literally drugs, alcohol, living exactly what they were acting, as we saw in a lot of movies in that time period. And Yeah, I was going to say, you have Ben Affleck going around chasing kids, trying to hit them with the paddle. Uh, you have the uh, young kid who just uh, got out of high, uh, junior high and become a freshman in high school. Uh, and um, Mila Jovovich? Uh, well, yeah, she's in there. Um, but then you had like the uh, the girls who are like uh, doing like the air raid bitches, <laughs> air raid bitches. Yeah, Mila Jovovich is one of like the main two potheads in there with that other guy. I don't even remember oh, yeah. what what his name is, but they both play uh, roles perfectly. <laughs> Great movie, great summertime movie. Again, part of this is this adventure as they're um, really realizing what does it mean now that we're graduating and entering summer and the rest of our lives. And Matthew McConaughey, I think you and I talk and laugh about this line at the same time. The guy like perpetually fails high school so he can go back (laughs) (laughs) because he's not ready to make that transition. It's like a uh, more realistic version of Talladega Nights. (laughs) So you have another one after that? All right. After that, for me, we're jumping forward three years, and we're going to 1996. Will Smith, Independence Day. Ooh, okay. And uh, if you guys haven't seen this movie, huge spoiler alert, we've talked about the not-so-conspiracy theories. There are aliens out there, and these aliens decide to come to our planet because they want our resources. They're going to take over, um, and Will Smith helps lead a charge to save the world. No longer America, uh, but the world, our independence from the threat of this alien group. Um, great adventure. Uh, the adventure here is a little bit more interstellar so to speak um but a, a great adventure and really talking about what does it mean to fight to come together um and, and ultimately grow to realize man we all thought we were the best things on earth and we are but there's this whole universe and galaxy out there galaxy and universe definitely and that's what it takes place on july 4th right and they, they give that speech uh when they go to defeat the aliens. Yeah, it's great. It, it's well done. It was an, a fun movie. Is it my favorite of all time? No, but do I think of that as being a summer movie? Yeah, that's real for summer, man. A lot of times there's a lot of fighting going on in summer. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so another uh, 90s movie for me. This was actually at the beginning of the decade, 1990. That movie is Side Out. It's a volleyball movie, beach volleyball. See, Thomas Howell is uh, this uh, kid who comes in from Michigan uh, I think he has out. I think it's California meets a. I don't know how he get. I forget. It's been a while since I've seen this movie. I wanted to watch it. I just didn't have enough time to watch it over the week to like just re familiarize myself with it. But I do remember enjoying the movie a lot. 
And it's another one of those ones where the guy comes out from somewhere else. He has personal growth, finds a mentor, uh, ends up becoming, uh, goes into like a beach volleyball competition. And uh, so him and his mentor, uh, they play <laughs> beach volleyball. And uh, so you got the personal growth, the adventure, and all that stuff again. Two grown men playing with their ball. <laughs> <laughs> all right. My last 90s film was not that much of a growth film. Uh, but it's 1997s. I know what you did last summer. Oh, yes. Uh, if you haven't seen this film. Jennifer Love Hewitt? Yeah. Back before, I don't know when it went wrong. But a bunch of high schoolers end up taking out some man walking across the street throw the body into the water, and then one year later, threats of his uh, retaliation and revenge confront them. Definitely a growth moment, more along the scream line. Uh, but just, a you know, it is a summer thing. It's like you're doing things in the summer. They were drinking and driving. Do not do that. Drink responsibly. And they take somebody out, and uh, it Turns out they didn't quite take him out. Um, that's uh, I. I don't think I've only seen bits and pieces. I don't think I've ever seen that one all the way through. Any of those. It's one of these movies where um, Freddie Prince Jr. Lots of actors and actresses are in it. It's like what happened to these people? Some of them made it big. You know, uh, Freddie Prince Jr. did great for a little while after that, and then he just fell off the planet. Jennifer Love Hewitt, no different. Um, all of them really uh, did well for a while, and then it was over. Game over. Game over. All right. So early, uh, are we going to go into the 2000s? Yeah, man. 2000. All right. My early 2000, which is 2001, American Pie 2. Dude, it's on the list. It's on the list? It's the best. Like, it might possibly be the best of the American Pie movies. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, here they're in the beach house. Like, I, I, I wanted to go with American Pie, but that actually takes place during the school year. And then you'd never be able to eat American Pie again. Yeah. So with American <laughs> Pie 2, this actually does take place in the summertime. I think this is about, uh, uh, they're all talking about this like their last summer together. And they rent out a beach house. And then Stifler and all of them, they're like. Uh, Stifler's mom. <laughs> <laughs> Stifler and the guys, they uh, they paint houses and stuff. And then you got Shitbrick. Uh, <laughs> I think Shitbrick's the one who ends up uh, hooking up with one of those women in that oh, house or whatever. Yeah. The Shermanator. The Shermanator. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's. Uh, I think that one's a good adventurous one, and I think it kind of shows a little bit of self-growth. Because, uh, you know, in your last year in uh, high school, that's like the last summer you're going to spend with some of your friends, and that actually may be the like, last time you see some of your friends, your high school friends. Because once you uh, all like go your separate ways to like different uh, colleges or whatever you, whatever you pursue in life, um, that's like the one last hurrah that you have with some of them. Uh, occasionally, you'll so like 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 us uh, and and Brian when he's here. I know you guys forever, and so yeah, um, that didn't really you know occur. You know, we didn't really all go. We, we all went our separate separate ways. We all stay in contact though. Yeah, Brian, this poor guy, man. I don't know what kind of probes the aliens have on him right now, but we're hoping he's safe back late this summer. <laughs> Back when he's safely this summer. <laughs> Hopefully he comes back. 
Man, for me, the uh, only 2000s was a little bit darker, and I um, had mentioned this to you once previously, and it's Little Miss Sunshine. Um, and again, I think it's real in the summer. Uh, so when you think about summers, especially as a family, uh, if you've grown up and there's more than just one of you, then you realize, so you've got typically a father figure or a father, a mother figure and a mother. Uh, you've got possibly alternates, a father and a stepfather, a mother and a stepmother. You've got kids, possibly blended kids, kids from multiple families. And then you've got all of the external and uh, expanded families, the grandparents, the uncles, the aunts and messes that come along with them, and let alone yourself and your own family. Um, and Little Miss Sunshine does this amazing job really showing uh, just what a a poetic mess all of that can be yet at the crunch time more often than not um, those groups come together and learn and grow um, and get things done uh that was a uh, little miss sunshine that was uh i'm not sure i've seen it once it was a good movie I don't even know that it's good. I just think it's real. And I think that's what makes it good is that uh, it's one of those like train wrecks you can't look away. So it is, it is a train wreck. I mean, I think the best part is probably when she like dances to whatever it is at the end. Uh, super freak. Super freak. <laughs> it's probably like the funniest part of the whole movie. Um, that might be the only funny part of the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> so my other, uh, 2000, uh, 2000 to 2010 movie for summertime. Super bad. Ah, oh, super bad's a good movie. So that's another one where the school year is just ending. And uh, you have them, uh, basically, uh, the two guys, uh, they're trying to get alcohol for the party. Um, I forget their actual names. Forget their actual names. What's on the license? McLovin. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you have McLovin there. <laughs> and uh, McLovin ends up going with the cops, and they shoot up things. And then the other two go on a wild adventure. With <laughs> and they end up getting the alcohol. And they end up getting the women that they wanted at the end. <sighs> I mean, either that or they were just like dead and high or something. I don't know how that always happens. I always played the safe road and never got the woman. So here's a question school. for you. This is a little bit of sidetrack. Uh, there's a movie that you told me about, which is Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Oh, yeah. Is that a summertime movie? It, uh, it takes place in Canada and there's a lot of snow. I don't believe it's during the summer, but man, okay. it's a great movie nonetheless. All right, never mind then. <laughs> All right, do you have another one for the mid. Uh, uh, or the early 2000s? No, that's kind of where it ended for me because after that, we really get into, um, you know, Mila was born in 2002, um, Aiden in 2004. And after that, a lot of the movies that came out were hero movies. And possibly part of that was just life. And part of that was for me just the psychological. Um, the next closest thing, but most of them I don't believe actually happened during summers were like Fast and Furious movies. Um, but any of those movies, whether it's heroes and camaraderie, a lot of them are happening where, again, there's travel, there's growth, there's a lot of learning. So I have I have two of them that are from the 2010s to 2020s. All right, maybe maybe possibly three. I okay. have to still check the date on one of them. Um, but one of them that came out in uh, 2017, it the remake of it. Definitely a summer movie. Um, and true to like Stand by Me, one of these growth moments, uh, adventure, learning experience. 
Exactly. It has all the things that you want. You have it's summertime. You have a group of friends. Sex. There's the, yeah, there's the sex part in there. You have the, <laughs> well, I mean, there's like the sexual tension. Right. right. Uh, then you have the, um, the growth, right? Self-growth. Usually so, happens if you're going to have sexual tension. <laughs> <laughs> Another one here that you may not have seen is uh, Midsummer. Ooh. So Midsummer, these uh, these guys, they go out to, I don't know, maybe Norway or something like that. Okay. And uh, they basically, end up, uh, these people, like this weird cult, if you will, uh, they uh, bring people with them to their uh to their cult and uh so they go they travel all throughout the world uh so they bring people from wherever and uh they end up sacrificing these people and killing them it's pretty messed up it's uh and then uh, right along the lines of purge or something else (laughs) yeah uh if you've never seen it i would definitely uh suggest watching it i mean there's a couple of parts you're like what the f did i just watch (laughs) And then the other one might be the uh, having to do with the Barton Bellas uh, from Pitch Perfect. I think it's Pitch Perfect 2 where they go on that summer tour and uh, they battle against like the German band and stuff like that. It's uh, If you like uh, acapella type of music, uh, that one's pretty fun to watch. So you got the group of girls who are all like they do their self-growth and stuff like that. So you got the team. Their one grows. Um so, you know, fun adventure. All right. I forgot to mention one. You okay. brought up a few things. I don't know how. Th- there's actually two, but the first of the two, Euro Trip. How did we not like oh, have that on yeah, the 2004? How did we skip Euro Trip? Euro Trip is awesome. <laughs> you kissed your sister. <laughs> um, lots of fun. Kids going on a trip from school to Europe, having a great adventure, uh, and definitely a little bit of uh, sisterly love. <laughs> Only kissing, as far as we know. Um, Safety wear, cracking, cracking, look at the house. But what a fun adventure. Like, it, it's crazy. Yeah, there's some drinking going on. Oh. That brings up the other one, Hustle, that we talked about. <laughs> um, yes, it does. Is that the other one you're going to mention? We said that no, two? no. So now that's three. Yeah. So hostile, not necessarily the great, uh, it's, it's happy, right? But the other one for me that goes along with that, that first one is road trip. You mentioned road trip. Did I? Yeah. All right. Killing, uh, killing the cheetah. Right, but that was before I was actually mentioning movies. Yeah. That was that was just mentioning that one line. But Road Trip from 2000. Another hilarious movie, bunch of boys uh, getting together, little... I think that's actually school time, though, because he sent an email. He's already in college, and he sent... Uh, like, yeah, they're, like, getting ready to graduate. Are they getting ready to graduate college? Yeah, because they're getting ready to get out of school, and he's trying to tell this girl how, you know, where everything's at. They were literally taking finals. Okay, I don't remember them taking finals. Yeah, literally, that's what the whole bus trip on the way back is them studying for finals. Okay. <laughs> and he passes with a D. Anyways, I think Amy Smart was the better choice there in that case from his, from his girlfriend. What happened to her? This is what I'm talking about. That generation. Uh, we're talking about two decades ago. What happened to all these super sexy people? 
I do not know what happened. Oh. They're like also off the planet. Amy Smart is now actually in a new TV series. That's uh, it's a Marvel series called uh, Star Girl. I take she it all back. She plays the mom. Wait a minute. I take it none the way back. <laughs> is the mom hot? Are we talking like Stifler's mom? I would think so. She's a milf. <laughs> what does milf stand for, Noah? Mother, I like to be. <laughs> Friend, friend, you guys know the term friend. I wanna, hey, I want to friend you real quick on Facebook. <laughs> I don't think anybody can friend me on Facebook. Yeah, no moment. kidding. You're in jail again. Look, Noah Tavares, Mr. Tavares is back in Facebook jail. There's something I doing should be. five consecutive life sentences for something I didn't. Something I didn't. I didn't do this time for posting something we had already said was okay for him to post. Guilty exactly. until proven innocent. Yeah, and I can't even like appeal it to second. You're time. like the Johnny Depp of Facebook. <laughs> Amber Heard's like guilty, and they're like, "All right, <laughs> all right." So, uh, uh, if you guys have any other like, uh, if we missed any other great summertime movies, just put those in the comments. Uh, those are just some of the ones that we've uh, that kind of relates to what defines summertime, at least for me and for Jesse. Um, any last words you have about the movies? No, nah, we didn't include lots of generations, lots of decades. Cause of course you have things like the graduate and other great summertime movies, not enough time in one show to do that. So yeah, as Noah said, if you have some great movies, please let us know. Uh, and we can always potentially revisit that in the future. Yeah. Or if you disagree with us on any of our movie choices, yeah. let us know that as well. Yeah. If you, yeah. All right. Uh, what's our next week's topic? All right. Next week's Smarter Challenge. Which is the best Fast and the Furious movie? Uh, and why? That's good because I just got done watching the first I know, seven man. recently. Yeah, you're pretty good. <laughs> I got to watch uh, The Fate of the Furious 8 or whatever. And, and, yeah. and, and number nine. Yeah. Number nine was kind of funny. Dude, there's a lot of great things going on in that series. Also, a lot of adventure. But yeah, which is the best, uh, you know, top three, if you will, uh, top three of the movies, top three actors throughout the movie series. Um, if you listen to the music and enjoy the music, top three so, scores. So, okay, I have to ask this question, though. Is Hobbs and Shaw going to be part of this? Hobbs and Shaw is part of the Fast and the Furious series. Okay, yes, just making absolutely. sure because it's a little bit of a spinoff. I mean, they're coming out with part two to it for Fast when? and the Furious. It's so it's in the works. It's in the writing. Like I looked it up with you know, I, my kids love this series, and we looked it up. They're they've already agreed. Like it's just a matter of time. COVID slowed a lot of things down. Otherwise, it would probably already be out. Because I, I I really Dude, that was awesome. I really did like uh, Hobbs and Shaw. Plus, I also did my own like own personal podcast on that one, which really relates to what we just lived through through the past two years. Any Things case, that make you go, hmm. yeah. Uh, so, uh, anything else that we want to mention before we wrap up and tell the people goodbye? No, Fast and the Furious. Uh, next week's Scotch is the Ben Riach. 12 three cask matured space side single malt scotch get it share it enjoy it during the show while we do uh, thank you you guys uh it's been a fun show noah thank you i think it's been a fun show too thank you jesse thank you stifler's mom <laughs> stifler's mom you know what we need right now white castle <laughs> dude we do need white castle right now
<laughs> and ride on the back of a cheetah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so if you're listening to us, uh, thank you for listening to us on uh, Google Podcasts, Audible, Spotify, and Podbean. If you are watching us, that means you're watching us on YouTube or Rumble. So thank you for that as well. Uh, please like and subscribe to our, our podcast if you like what we're doing here. If you want to give us support, if you look in the comments area, the very first thing in the comments uh, you'll see or in the description area, there's a link there for Podbean uh, Patron. You can t- take that link there and you can uh, do as minimum as $1 uh, uh, donation there for us. And that all goes back into our podcast. Uh, thanks again for uh, watching us or listening to us. And uh, you guys all have a great night. Same uh, Scotch time, same Scotch channel. Hey, what movie was Felicia in? Friday. Friday. Well, another good summer movie. Wrap this one up. Bye, Friday. Felicia. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. We hope you enjoyed this evening's episode of Scotch Hour. If you did, please like share and subscribe also if you have not done so already please become a patron member with memberships starting as low as one dollar a month thank you and hopefully you have a wonderful evening